Polar7 Enterprises presents Comic NFTs, an ethical approach, using digital collectibles to enhance your independent comic business. Read for you by the author, Greg Choswald. For access to extensive references, images, and a glossary meant for beginners, be sure to download your copy of the book at comicnfts.com. Hey everyone, Greg here. Last week I mentioned that I might take a bit of a detour to answer a question from a colleague, but I'm still working on that piece. So today we're going to continue on with the concerns section. Specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about intellectual property rights. Page 84. Honor intellectual property rights. Duh. There are lawyers who specialize in intellectual property law. Let me state up front that I am not one of them. So be sure to consult an attorney with your own projects. But I do know enough to be comfortable saying that NFTs, by their nature, are super complicated from a legal perspective. They are new, not a lot of precedent laws available, can contain any of a variety of media, laws for music are not exactly the same as for images, and they are relatively easy to create from any jurisdiction in the world. Not all countries treat IP the same way. Article 27b of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights reads, Everyone has the right to the protection of the moral and material interests resulting from any scientific, literary, or artistic production of which he is the author. Given that the core concepts of IP are a human right, it's logical to think that their application would be pretty straightforward. They are not. Honor others' IP. For me, how we treat IP is a moral issue that comes down to this. Don't use other people's stuff without permission when you create your NFTs. You would think this would be fairly obvious, but it is not. First off, the comics community has been trained to look the other way when it comes to some aspects of IP law. You know that artist who is drawing paid commissions at the con of characters they did not create? Technically against the law, unless there is a contract in place saying otherwise. The artist drawing awesome art of characters they don't own to help monetize their newsletter and social media feeds? That's a no-no. You know that cosplayer getting paid to appear in costume? Have they paid licensing fees? Unlikely. As an ethical NFT creator, you need to do your best to address the actual letter of the law, not just the cultural norms around the law. To date, there haven't been a lot of infringement cases brought against NFT creators, but it is just a matter of time before the giants of IP start prosecuting those who have skirted the rules, if for no other reason than they need to in order to protect their claims to exclusive rights and keep things from falling into the public domain. While using a character or art you don't own in an NFT project is an obvious no-no, there's a less obvious behavior that I suspect will eventually get someone in trouble. Specifically, I'm talking about look-alike NFTs. These are most often found in the profile picture NFT world. Fill in the blanks. If a character has a red wraparound visor and his eyes aren't visible, he is meant to look like blank. If a character is wearing a black cowl mask with ears, he was created to look like blank. If a character is dressed in red, white, and blue and has an A on his forehead, he likely was created to look like blank. Do you know who I am talking about in any of the blanks above? If yes, that is a potential problem for the creator as using identifiable costuming could be an issue. As an NFT creator, this falls into the, if it is doubtful, it's dirty area, where I would tread very lightly and seek legal advice. If there was nothing to be gained by deliberately copying these looks, it is unlikely the people who created them would bother making these NFTs with those specific identifiable characteristics. 
While there may be a fair use or parity argument to be made in a court of law, for me this crosses the ethical line of profiting from the historical work of other creators without their permission. Page 86. Honor your own IP. If you post your art anywhere on the internet, it will likely be copied. It's a harsh truth. The more popular your work, the more likely it is going to happen. Eventually, someone will try and profit from your work without your permission. When that happens, you will have every right to feel violated. Let that outrage guide you to a thoughtful and motivated response. The problem of comic book works being used without permission is nothing new and takes many forms. In under five minutes today, I was able to find free, readable versions of Saga, Spider-Gwen, and even an issue of Batman translated into Spanish. Sorry, I'm not including a link for obvious reasons. Do a quick Etsy search and you'll find page after page of unlicensed Star Wars items as just one example IP. Frankly, it's not terribly surprising that people play fast and loose with other people's art given that an entire generation of internet users has grown up creating memes based on photos and drawings they did not own. Imagine Batman slaps a Robin meme here. Sadly, NFT technology is no different. Let me rephrase that. The fact that a new technology resulted in new ways to copy work in unauthorized ways is not new. What was new was how frequent, flagrant, and egregious it was. This assault on creators' work was facilitated by how easy it is to create an NFT, the ability to hide behind a pseudonym, aside, ask a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure that the right to use a pseudonym is actually a legal right in copyright law, the international nature of the marketplace, and a very attractive risk-reward ratio for violating creator rights. What to do? It is my opinion that IP protection in the law has become so cumbersome, slow-moving, and expensive that it is almost useless to a small, independent creator. If someone in Indonesia creates a t-shirt of one of your comic covers, you have every right to be compensated, but what is the likelihood you will succeed if you take legal action? And this is just one instance of infringement. There can be hundreds. With NFTs, the issue is further compounded by provisions of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act that allows companies like Etsy and OpenSea for NFTs to be immune from IP infringement prosecution as long as they offer a path for creators to take down an artwork that represents an infringement. Without this provision, Etsy, Facebook, Twitter, and frankly any aggregator of digital content would instantly become unviable. This is not just about large companies. Imagine if you could be sued for any comment or image ever posted on your comics website or Facebook page. However, that it is on the artist to prove their infringement claim can turn the whole attempt to keep bad actors off of a platform like OpenSea into a perpetual game of life-sucking whack-a-mole. The fact that it's so easy to find IP infringements of properties owned by giants like Disney and Warner Brothers, companies with deep pockets and in-house legal representation, is a good indication of how hard it is to pursue any kind of legal action. Doing so for every instance of infringement is practically impossible. Don't take this as legal advice. Please consult a lawyer. But I suspect most pragmatists reading this will agree with me. So what to do about pirate NFTs? Trust your fans to make forgeries worthless. Defund the jerks. Anyone with a modest level of technical savvy can create an NFT from pirated work and post it for sale on any number of aggregator sales platforms like OpenSea. However, selling that NFT is a whole other ball of wax. This is the pinch point where you as a creator have the most control. 
Fans of comic books are truly amazing and go out of their way to support artists. People subscribe to services like Comixology even though there is enough pirated free comic book content online that I doubt you could ever read it all. So trust your fans and give them comic NFTs. Make it clear which collection is your truly authorized collection. Given the choice between an original and a forgery, even the most casual collector will typically purchase the product endorsed by the holder of the IP rights. Unlike unlicensed t-shirts, you can actually track the provenance of an NFT. Your fans can trace the origin of an NFT on a public blockchain. You just need to tell them the contract address and or which starting address is the correct one. If your artwork has been turned into a pirated NFT but hasn't sold, it is a form of unwanted flattery. If your art is being sold as an NFT, it is a sign that there is demand. It is bringing joy to someone. Making legitimate copies available is the most cost-effective, least time-consuming way to starve the illegal trade in your IP. It is the method most likely to succeed, and ironically, not creating ethically thoughtful comic NFTs is the surest way to reward bad actors seeking to profit from your work. So I'm going to stop there for this week. If you're interested, there's an open letter to OpenSea in the book that describes some potential strategies that they could use to possibly reduce the amount of IP infringement on their platform. I suspect the technology has changed significantly enough that that the letter is less relevant now. Similarly, some of the things in the letter actually have already been implemented. How exchanges are dealing with piracy keeps changing and is improving over time. While I have your attention, I just wanted to give a shout out to Global Comics. I sat in on a preview of their new app and it is looking just fabulous. If you haven't had a chance to check that out on YouTube, I highly recommend that you do. Anyways, that's all for now. Hope you have a fabulous week. You've been listening to pages 84 through 88 of Comic NFT's Unethical Approach. The book in its entirety is available as a free PDF to all subscribers at comicnfts.com and for a small fee via Kindle and Gumroad.